The Jeep Grand Cherokee 4xE. It's electrified. Boogie, boogie, boogie. So you can boogie, woogie, woogie into the forest. Boogie. Boogie, woogie, woogie through the mud. Or boogie, woogie, woogie to work, where you boogie, woogie, woogie down the hall to your boss's office to tell him you quit. Then you boogie, woogie, woogie to the elevator as he boogie, woogie, woogies after you, begging, please, take me with you. The electrified Jeep Grand Cherokee 4xE. Learn more at Jeep.com. Jeep is a registered trademark of FCA US LLC. This week on Happy, Sad, Confused, Bryce Dallas Howard on Gold, the Jurassic World sequel, and her new nickname. I'm Josh Horowitz. Welcome to the show. And joining me as always, well, mostly always, is Sammy. As usually. Usually. That's the term. Because last week, devoted Happy, Sad, Confused listeners know, you denied us uh, your presence. You denied them. What? You were very strict about what time we had to do it. I offered to call in. We're all busy people here. It's not just about you, Sammy. I disagree. My voice cracks like a 12-year-old. It's not about you, Sammy. <laughs> 12-year-old British boy. <laughs> I'm going through changes. This is doubtfire. What are you doing here? <laughs> well, we're happy to have you back. You had a little jaunt. You happy, in. sad, or confused? Just I'm happy. Back. A little confused. Okay. Um, I'll take it. You had a nice little jaunt in Los Angeles. I did. We passed each other like ships in the night. I I was know. there and then you came. I was waving at all the planes that went by that just does, in case you were on safe. it. <laughs> um, so, yes, a lot as always going on as we tape this on Wednesday. Um, tomorrow I'm setting sail. Not sail would be an impractical way to get to Sundance, but I'm getting on a plane to go to Sundance. What year is this? 11. Oh, boy. Insane. So what are we most excited about? What's the big ones? I'm excited about trudging through the snow. There's a lot of snow on the, in the forecast this well, year. Well, usually they're... Is. No, there's not. No, no, not necessarily. Well, in Utah, I feel like in January, there's a pretty good chance. I'm just saying the forecast is snow every day. I'm not complaining. It's just the, it's just something to consider. Are you going to consider. ski? Have you ever skied? I have skied. Maybe I'll ski. Really? We'll see. I've, I've built in extra time into this trip. I feel trip. like you don't have the temperament to ski. Well, my wife wants to go bobsledding. That's fun. Until I started to read about the bobsledding yeah, at people... Olympic Park. It seems extremely dangerous. Yeah, there goes your voice again. You're really <laughs> uncomfortable. Well, I was reading. I, I'm so just, your wife's fun. She's fun. Um, and I'm not. And because it said like there were, there, were t- there were testimonials like, oh, yeah, it was fun, but I couldn't move my neck for three days. Mm-hmm, correct. I already have like borderline That'll neck That'll be issues. a lot for you. I don't know if that's in the cards. So maybe skiing. We'll your see. Your hypochondrial act up. It'll yeah, be ex- tough. Exactly. But yes, I'll see a ton of movies. I, I don't know what I'm excited for. Honestly, it, part of the fun of Sundance is- See going, all your friends. Well, there's, yeah, sure. But like the, the, going with no expectations and to kind of be surprised. The, 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 the fun experiences I've had at, at Sundance are seeing like a whiplash or 500 mm-hmm. Days of Summer films that going in I had no expectations for. So I'm going in with an open heart, ready to be surprised and fall in love with movies all over again. And eat all the good food. Oh, yeah, I'm going to eat that's such down there. crap Eat your week. way through I'm, Sundance. It's going to be ugly. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so that's that's my plan for the upcoming week. You're back here in New York. You're yeah. missing the, 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 the warmth of uh, Los Angeles. You're okay? Yeah, it sucks. Oh. It's all right. New York's better. New York's cool. Um, so, yeah, so a couple things to mention. Uh, beyond, I'll mention Bryce in a second, but I want to also mention we have a special bonus episode of Happy, Sad, Confused going up on Monday. Um, it is a spoiler special. Uh, I've never really done one of these, but uh, I felt like it was warranted in this particular case. Uh, the movie Split is opening um, this week, if you're listening to it as we 
you know, this the week of broadcast. Uh, Friday, Split opens. It's the new M. Night Shyamalan movie with James McAvoy. Um, Monday, this new podcast will go up with tons of spoiler warnings. Don't worry. But once you see Split, you'll know why we're putting spoiler warnings. There's an amazing kind of ending to it. And we had a great in-depth conversation with M. Night Shyamalan uh, that I think people will really enjoy. So if you're an M. Night Shyamalan fan, uh, go see Split this weekend. Or a fan of spoilers. Exactly. (laughs) Go see Split this weekend and then check back in on Monday for a special extra episode of Happy, Sad, Confused. And then next week, actually, we're not going to have our intros to do next week because I'll be in Sundance. What a jerk. I know. I'll be recording some interviews there. So look forward to the next week, maybe two weeks of episodes will be special interviews I do at the Sundance Film Festival. So I'll keep you plugged in in the know in the movie business um, and behind the scenes behind the scenes get all the dirt whoa <laughs> <laughs> um, but for now this week I uh, hope you guys enjoyed this conversation this is uh, Bryce Dallas Howard she's a returning guest uh, she's just super charming and lovely I always love talking to Bryce she um, is starring the new film Gold which opens next week uh, she stars Matthew McConaughey Matthew McConaughey Edgar Ramirez another one of our favorites mm. um, and friend it, of the show friend of the show Edgar uh, and uh, yeah a cool kind of sprawling uh, a true life tale directed by Stephen Gagan, the guy that directed Traffic. Uh, check it out when it comes out uh, and a very cool cast and a cool director behind it. Gold, that's coming up. And uh, and just worth noting, you know, this conversation with Bryce touches on a lot of things. Of course, we talked Jurassic World, the upcoming sequel, which he's going to be shooting next. Um, and, uh, you know, everything from, you know, Spider-Man to uh, highs and lows of her eclectic career. No lows, all highs for Bryce Dallas Howard. I just watched over the weekend her episode of Black Mirror. We talk a lot about that. Which was Really incredible. Good. She's nominated for a Screen Actors Guild. It was she uh, was really good in yeah, that. I was hoping I was hoping you touched on that. We did, of course. Thank I'm God. A huge Black Mirror fan. So yes, uh, all of that to come uh, here. Without any further ado, let's get right to it. Uh, Ms. Bryce Dallas Howard. It's good to see the legend that is Baby Show. <laughs> Baby show biz. Baby show biz. <laughs> oh, we my. learned that the last time you were on the podcast. It's always good to have a returning guest, let alone one of my favorites, Bryce Dallas well, Howard. It's good to see you. Thank you. It's good to see you, too. This uh, is like my favorite thing as well. Aww. Now you have this very fancy podcast studio. We're moving up in the world. We're trying. <laughs> we're trying. We've got engineers and editors oh, and equipment. Goodness. I mean, it's like a real thing. Yeah. What yeah. Happened? We're grownups. We're grownups now, you and I. Yes. Um, and you're always busy and there's a lot to catch up on. Uh, the new film is Gold. It opens next week. Uh, first, uh, catch me up. We both survived the holidays. How were yep. your holidays? All good? They were actually really, 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 really good because um, – I, I'm from a big family, and uh, my parents sold the house that that we grew up in, and um, and so for the holidays this year, we um, they're in like a three bedroom house now, so like four kids and extended family and all of that, like it it and grandkids and everything. Um, we needed to sort of like all rent Airbnbs in the area, right? And th- that is the key. Like us living at Have separate residences. Have your own residences. space, yes. but you're still close enough. Yes. Like it was just so crazy because every single year it's, 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 I mean, it's, it's kind of the classic holiday situation yeah. as it would be with any family. 
and um, where we love each other too much. <laughs> <laughs> but, but then you do need like I, I maybe I'm the miserable, horrible person, but you do kind of need that time, just a, a little time to just separate for a second, just hide yes. in your corner for a second and re- and collect yourself because it's a lot of sensory input. There's a lot of different people to that you're not seeing every day. It's yes, just, it's a lot. Exactly, and it's and it's sort of it, it's it's it was just this a very speaking of kind of feeling adult, like it was this very adult moment yeah. where. Where we were all sort of like, oh, we are going to um, rise above the dramas of our teenage years right. and and take care of our families and celebrate were with you, one oh, another. Oh, wait a second. We've covered this. Were your teenage years that dramatic? I feel like you you don't have that much kind of like, um, I don't know, no, mess they, to sort through. No, they weren't dramatic. They were just, they were just uh, like emotional, you yeah. know? They were hormonal. They were what every sort of like teenage experience is like. I think... I think it's mostly it's it's my mom and that there were, there were four kids but specifically three daughters. Right. Um, and where are you in the? Uh... I'm the oldest. Okay. So you know, like I'd be I, pegged I was, for that one. Not a surprise. Yeah, like you know, I had to like break her <laughs> so that everyone else would it would be smooth sailing. Right. So I understand. <laughs> yes. Oh no, no, my mom is actually unbreakable. <laughs> tried as I try as I might, she's um she's she's a force. Um, but it was it was a really. It was a really, 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 really good holiday. What's um any holiday traditions? Any any big ones that you've started in recent years with your kids or that, that you're revisiting from your own youth? Yeah, I mean we have we definitely have things that we do. We're not we're not very like you know when people um they celebrate the holidays and they like make it like their house is like beautiful and everything is decorated and they you have, just throw crap around. Yeah, you just try we're, to Yeah, we're not we're not very <laughs> polished. But um <laughs> But I think there's there's a few like we we have a family calendar that that kind of part of the year becomes about that and right. uploading photos and making sure that sort of every event, good or bad, has been covered. <laughs> um, and we eat, we eat black eyed peas on New Year's. OK, OK. You know, I listen to black eyed peas as well, I assume. <laughs> Big Fergie fans. Yeah, that, that, that would be household. cooler. <laughs> <laughs> Play London Bridge again for Bryce. Yes, yes, exactly. As she's consuming the black eyed peas and setting herself up for 2017. Um, I, I also, when I think of holidays, I think of games, and I think of this because I, I saw you recently compete uh, on Fallon, right? Yes. Right. And I felt badly for you because I feel like were you partnered with Michael Strahan? Yes. He's not a good competitor. No. <laughs> He's not. Let's just be honest. You're right. He doesn't know how to play games. Well, he ho- he hosts the own version of, of like Pyramid, which I grew up loving that show. Um, but I feel like he was not a good uh, – yes, he, he, to your point, he is very good competitively. But in this particular game, I don't know. I feel no. like you were doing your best and he led you astray. That's all well, I'm saying. Well, listen. I think I think you're maybe viewing that incident with a, like kind of rose-colored glasses. <laughs> I don't know truth... Michael and I know you. So, yes, I'm team Bryce right. in this. The yep. truth is – the truth is is that – Every Christmas, we play games, and I do not participate because I've I've competitive like, too competitive. It's not that I'm too competitive. It's that I don't really have like that's not where my skill set lie, hmm. and um, and and so, but I commit fully to anything I do. So right. it's like I kind of I just 
Sometimes it'll be like, those aren't the rules. Like, Bryce, you're not getting it. Like, it just, and and, and then I'll get indignant and, and, you know, so I just don't play games. I do find that too. I mean, we, we play um, with like uh, my in-laws, like my, my wife and I, we play like dominoes. Like we're like 95 years old. Yes. And, and it enrages me because my wife wins every single game and I lose. Yeah. And it really brings out the worst in me. I mean, I don't actually like scream or yell or anything like that, but like inside I'm dying. And oh. I, I am just so, like nothing angers me more than losing like games for octogenarians. Oh, it's really yeah. upsetting. Yeah, that's, that's, that's a real blow. Um, do you let your kids uh, beat you in, in all games or do you feel like it's important to show them that you have superiority in some ways? Well, you know, they just, they just genuinely beat me. <laughs> <laughs> I do. I don't have to. It's like it's like it it, it works on 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 kind of on both counts. Yeah. That, um, yeah. It's they're they're good. They're, Seth is my husband is a good game player. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. He he kind of that's his. Um, he's he's just. I guess there's people who are really strong in it, and other people that maybe don't. Seth, well, Seth is always just like it's just because you don't care enough. You're not trying. Right. You detached decades ago and now you're just above it all and watching us just like tear our hair out. Yeah. And I'm like, no, 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 for real. No, I'm just bad. But um, uh, yeah, no, they're 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 quite good. Um, It's uh, it's that's a tricky one. The the letting them win thing. That's a slippery slope. I would think. Yeah. This is Happy Sad Confused. We'll be right back after this. The Jeep Grand Cherokee 4xE. It's electrified. Boogie, woogie, woogie. So you can boogie, woogie, woogie into the forest. Boogie. Boogie, woogie, woogie through the mud. Or boogie, woogie, woogie to work, where you boogie, woogie, woogie down the hall to your boss's office to tell him you quit. Sure got the boogie. Then you boogie, woogie, woogie to the elevator as he boogie, woogie, woogies after you, begging, please, take me with you. Boogie. The electrified Jeep Grand Cherokee 4xE. Learn more at Jeep.com. Jeep is a registered trademark of FCA US LLC. So I know you were in Toronto, I remember, for the Black Mirror episode, which mm-hmm. I do want to cover a little bit because I love that oh, whole yeah. series in that episode. And congratulations, by the way, a SAG nomination. Thank you. Very cool. cool. Yeah, <laughs> I was surprised and excited. Very cool. Um, so have you been have you been working in recent months? Have you been doing press in recent months? What's been the I've mostly, your life? I, I've been doing I, – I, sh- I shot Black Mirror um, early uh, 2016 and um, – or spring. And, and, then, and then since then I've had – Pete's Dragon came out, right. and and then Black Mirror came out, and now Gold is is being released, and um, and so I've mostly I've mostly just been like talking about movies <laughs> rather than actually shooting them. But I'm about to go do the next Jurassic. Nice and excited, I would think. I'm very excited. So, um, oh, and speaking of which, um. I and I know I this from our social media, um, you know, friendship that uh, you are as big a fan of Monster Calls. as Oh I my am. gosh! It was my favorite movie. Yes, last I know. Year. I yeah. saw you say that, and I was like, "Good, he's right." <laughs> I mean, it's it. What a movie! What like what yeah. storytelling? Just and just for context, the reason I bring that up is not only that we love that movie, but it's also the same director, Juan Antonio Bayona, is directing the new Jurassic uh, film, which is so cool. Yes. Uh, yeah. And this guy like just excels. I don't know if he, I, I interviewed him and I don't think he's anticipating making people cry with Jurassic, but oh my God, between the impossible and a monster calls, which if you haven't seen it, and I know a lot of people haven't because it's, it is a tough movie. It's, and it's kind of a hard sell, but like, it's so beautiful and just um, heartbreaking. And he's clearly like, 
I don't know. It reminded me of watching like a Spielberg movie, like back. Yeah, in the day. Like, it it's really like, is. It's 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 um, it's a story. A monster calls is is about a, a, a little boy who is um having to face the reality that he is losing his his mother to cancer and that right. she's going to die and and um and and the what the story is really about is that he calls upon a monster um who who tells him different stories uh in order to sort of wake up this this um I don't know the, the sort of wake up and and deal with the the fears that he's dealing with and and the sort of the 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 um, crisis point that he's at and it's just it's 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 done with such like a like a like a light touch like a, the right touch right yeah. like that kind of thing can be very heavy handed and um, and maudlin and and while it, while it frankly did make me cry probably more than any movie I can ever recall <laughs> it also um, just feels very true and, yes it and, does yeah. yeah. So yeah. have you met with him yet? Have you talked to Bayona? Yeah. And he's – he is – I'll tell you a story about him. So he had done The Orphanage. Yes. Great movie. Um, incredible. And that was a wonderful balance between like, you know, that was terrifying um, and very, you know, and emotional mm-hmm. and and, um, and in its own way kind of like a character drama. Yeah. And so uh, so I saw that and I, I had met with him. This was years and years and years ago. And – we had an awesome meeting, and and, and it was it, it went on longer than than either of us sort of expected, and um and I I was really hoping we were hoping to work together on something, and um and shortly after that I I got pregnant, and and um that project didn't come to fruition, and I've always referred to him. This is real. I've always referred to him as the one who got away. Oh my god! And <laughs> so and when you heard, so how did this? Like, did they just blindly say we're thinking of Biona or yeah, we're getting Biona? And- yeah. Well, I had had so many conversations with with Colin in particular, yeah. um, sort of just like begging and pleading with him to to to, to find a or, way, yeah, 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 to to um to direct the second one, and he would bring up names, and I would sort of like. I would still I would share concerns sure. and and um and then one day he he said I, I have a surprise we know who the director is and I was like who <laughs> and um and then and then he said that it was going to be Jay and um and I like I like I almost fell on the floor yeah. I was like you're you're not going to understand what a big deal this is <laughs> like it's just it's 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 I don't think he could have said any other name yeah. It you checks know. all the boxes for you. So not only do you get to come and return to this franchise, which you love, and hang out with your friends, but like check off the di- the yes. director that you were dying to work with. Yes, yes, <laughs> yes. It's crazy. It's nuts. And like, and Chris and I have started talking through stuff, and 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 I'll be I'll be heading off relatively soon. And it's just what what a thing. What a thing. Yeah. That, to, to get to to get to be in a movie that you love making with people you love and respect, and it works out, and you get to do it again, and and then and then that happens. Have they let you sneak a peek at the script yet, or are they still working? Oh yeah, no 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 yeah, I've seen the script for sure. Cool. Yeah. And so does it? I don't expect you to tell me, but does it have a title? Is there an actual title yet, or is it just Jurassic World like, um, Two? It's I've nothing nothing on paper. Okay. I've I've heard I've I've I've, I've heard. 
some I've heard I've heard what it is. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing written down. Okay. Uh and you're happy with the evolution of Claire how are Claire and, and Owen doing? How are they? Well, it's um gosh, when is it coming out? Summer twenty eighteen. Yeah, I mean, you got a we'll, year and a half. We'll, yeah. yeah, yeah. We'll uh I'll, we'll talk about that um, <laughs> oh, at some, some later date. The price that's can't. so personable and I, talkative. Well, I, I know, I know. What what happened is that this Bryce is in a movie where she signed her life over. Right. <laughs> um, you don't want to yeah. be fired before you. But it's also get on the set. what was really fun about Claire and Owen and playing them is is that we we got to kind of find find those characters also as we were shooting, and so it's yeah. like there's there's certainly. There's certainly a journey and a map and, 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 and I mean, more than that. Um, but I'm excited to sort of see as well what gets discovered. Sure. And, um, and it's, I mean, that's, I always love that. Like it's, it's, we talked about Black Mirror for a second. Yeah. The last scene of, of my episode of Black Mirror or one of the last scenes um, it takes place at a wedding, right. and I'm like, it's it, the episode is called Nosedive, um, and it's about a woman who who is living in a world where social media is like you get rated based based on just who you your are, interactions yeah. and who you yeah, are, yeah. and if you're above a certain rating, you have access to certain privileges, and if you're below a certain rating, you're denied certain privileges, and so this is a woman who kind of goes on this quest um, to raise her rating, and so this last scene. Uh, she, she's, she's taking her nosedive and, um, and a lot of her motivations are bent on, on, um, it kind of ingratiating herself to her, her ex supposed best friend who is actually her like tormentor and bully and all that kind of stuff. So that all kind of comes out in the scene. And it was, it was near the end of shooting and, um, and there's this moment where like I'm screaming like I love you nay nay and all this kind of stuff and that was just something that just came up yeah. while we were shooting and then we ended the scene and um and I was I was with Joe Wright the director and and um Alice Eve the um the woman who was playing uh this character that my character was sort of obsessed with and we were like oh my gosh this is a love story like this is a really really messed up sort of like romantic comedy in right, a way right and we didn't realize until that. you were there and you got to that moment. Yeah. And yeah. And that's what's fun about movies is that is that you can you're sort of like it's half rehearsed and half sort of experiential. Yeah. There's no accounting for that that that, you know, whatever happens in the moment. I yeah. mean there's you have a blueprint. You have yes. a you have a plan yeah. and you have to be ready to deviate unless you're working with David Fincher in which you're just doing what he Exactly whatever he what wants he said. To do. Yes, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and, and even and you found that even on on Jurassic and hopefully on yes, this next one. Yes, yeah. yeah, yeah. It's 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 a it's a process of of like yeah, someone is sort of being born and they're coming alive and you're you're figuring things about out about them and you're discovering things um, as as you're making it and then it's sort of this fun thing where where with movies you can sort of reverse engineer those decisions sure. and you can go back and say like okay how how can we build in um sort of like a like enough of a story to support this discovery that happened organically and so that's what's exciting yeah and and, and it doesn't always work and sometimes it really does and so it's uh 
movies are fun that way. Well, and I, I would think, I mean, you know, in segueing into something like Gold, which I saw uh, last night and has this amazing cast led by McConaughey, of course. I love Edgar Ramirez, I was telling you before. Um, but like McConaughey is like one of these actors that especially that feels like so like alive and visceral and in the moment and like unpredictable. And especially in this kind of role where he's clearly like just he went for broke. Yeah. Like physically, if you haven't seen the photos or video, like he gained like 3,000 pounds or whatever and like shaved his head and he doesn't look like the Matthew McConaughey that we, we right. know and love generally. Yes. Yes. But like that's got to be exciting for you as an actor. Like you're working with, with somebody that's just like putting themselves out on the line and like, okay, so we're here to just go for it and, and, and as we were saying before, like let's just like – feel this moment out and kind yeah. of uh, embrace it. Yeah, definitely. I mean, it's it's th that was one of the reasons why I really wanted to to be a part of this film was because I had just I had just found uh, I just finished doing um Pete's Dragon and Jurassic had just come out and I had just I shot that the year prior to that and so I I wanted to do something where um where I could where I just felt like I could really I could really kind of like act and and um act in, in, in a way that was where I got to sort of really inhabit a character to a degree where I could kind of lose myself. Yeah. Because that's always when it's most fun. Yeah. And sometimes when you work on projects that have a very technical side to it, you it's not that you ever lose touch with it, but it's good to kind of like get like, like sort of... Well, and you, you wrap that up, right? And you can't. And there, are, there are pressures, good and bad, that go along with the kind of scale of movie making that you were doing. Where like you can't be super weird. Like you yeah. can't be like you know. Like here, you're you, all these characters in this are very idiosyncratic, and like and yes. they're and they're and, and they they the look and the time period it takes place in. Like you have license to kind of be a little little off. Yeah, that's exactly it. You you nailed it. It that that's what it is. It's um, it's like. What 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 is king? The plot or the character? Right. And um and ideally a balance between the two, but it's in the case of this movie, it it really is the character. I mean, yeah. this is this is this is Matthew McConaughey, um, getting to just totally take risks and transform and be experimental with his process, and it was so it it, it was just it was so. It was so good. It was so good to see that because sometimes I can forget. Like I try to like do things really quickly and like, you know, be well behaved sure. and be most efficient about things. And and watching someone be so in um, committed to their to their process and to really, really, really just like every single take, every single scene, just not leave until until the truth had sort of been exposed yeah. to a degree. Like it reminded me, I'm like, oh yeah, right, 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 right. That's what we're here for. Well, and is there a desire, I mean, you have to do that to a degree in, in a role like this, but like, um, you know, I remember last time when you came by here, you talked about like your first experience in acting, like you were like, you know, experimental theater, mm -hmm. hour and a half on stage naked, like mm -hmm. you were, it was crazy out there kind of stuff. Like, do you, when you work on something like gold where you kind of get a taste of it, do you kind of like, you know, it, it's, I'm sure it's fun for you, but it's also probably even more fun for Matthew. Cause it's like, it's, it's built on that character. Yes. Right. Yes. Do you itch to kind of like get to like really sink your teeth into something that's a little more fucked up, weird out there and that Well, yeah. Way? I mean, I, it, it was followed up with Black Mirror. Oh, there you go. So it was yeah. it, it was kind of this thing. I mean, it's it's when I it, for me, I think seeing Matthew when I showed up on set and I saw him with the belly and no hair and the bad teeth and all of that, I was like, okay, I can go a bit further with yes. with what I'm doing. Like I can 
I can have bigger boobs and more gold lame and right. just hair that defies the laws of gravity. Exactly. Um, and so, uh, and so, that was really fun. Like I, I just had like a hell of a time playing K. It was, yeah. it was so, it was so fun because it, it was also almost like the feeling of falling in love because when you're when you're acting in something where like it's really about the characters and it's really about the performance and it's really it's really like that's what the, we're there to do mm-hmm. you yeah you get to like the filming process is becomes a rehearsal process where you're trying out a bunch of different things right. and and i i left that because i was um uh that i i sort of got all of my shooting done i think in just a 3 week period of time that was a very that was a very short right. um, shoot for me, uh, and yeah, I left wanting more, and 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 just yeah, and it was so, and, and I think also like seeing Matthew gain the weight as well. Like I gained thirty five pounds for for Black Mirror, not like it's a contest. <laughs> it's, but, it's the Christian Bale prize of like how much you can abuse yeah, your own body. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, no, but I, I, it was, it, it was a very similar thing in, in that like, it's just, I, I was, I was cast as Lacey Pound in Black Mirror and, and I, and I, and kind of like Matthew, it just felt right. And suddenly, I mean, Matthew, says like he's he's preparing for Kenny and then he looks in the mirror and he's like, Whoa, what's that belly doing? <laughs> right, right. And um and I think just seeing him have such freedom with that and and it and it made me have such fun with what I was doing and um and it, it's it's yeah, I'll I'll kind of always remember this as as sort of a, a moment where I had to remind myself that as an actor you've you've got permission to um to 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 make big choices like yeah. that. Did you uh, ever have uh, uh, the occasion to witness or participate in naked bongo uh, drums with Matthew McConaughey? You know what? Or has he given up that part of his life? Well, there was this one time. No, <laughs> <laughs> he's he's he has uh, he he seems to he seems to be intact um, or, or or in co- connected to that um, that side of himself yeah. but uh, I, I don't think he's playing bongo drums right. nor well he wasn't uh, at his right exactly <laughs> Ken, Kenny probably is not the, the right kind of fit for naked bongo right, playing right right but uh, he was he he was a blast on set I'm sure like there was this one day where we were shooting this kind of like dance party celebratory scene. And we just started, we kind of like lost track of when they started shooting and when they stopped shooting. And the party was just happening. And and Matthew was, he had champagne and he was like popping champagne and normally alcohol in, in, in movies. It's like, right. I don't know, like apple cider or something. Sure. Um, and, uh, and so I've never had any alcohol my entire life. So he's going around and he's, He's like pouring champagne and all this kind of stuff, and we're just dancing. And then he comes over to me and he lifts up a champagne glass to my mouth. And like I see in my peripheral vision, like a glint from the camera lens. And I'm like, oh, they're filming this. <laughs> and um, and I I take this whiff and I'm like, okay, I'm 35. It's about time that I drink alcohol. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> and I closed my lips as tightly as I could, and I did not drink that alcohol. <laughs> I was like, can't. It, can't do it. You've come this far. I know. I know. Seriously. <laughs> uh, and um, and, and afterwards, I'm like, hey, dude. So, like, let me just like explain something to you. <laughs> I have boundaries. No, 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 not at all. No, it was really. It was. It, I mean, it was. It was really 
fun and yeah. funny and um and uh, a, a good way to kind of be initiated into the whole process. <laughs> I think it was actually one of our first scenes. Welcome to the club. Yeah. Welcome to gold. Yeah. Uh, so we talked a little bit about Black Mirror. I, again, such a fan of this. If you guys haven't checked it out, I, I totally uh, binged on that that latest season. And, and your episode is fantastic. And it, it's interesting in that kind of like coincided in the last year or two with your dive into social media exactly. as well, right? Because I remember, yeah. I think the first time you were here, you weren't on yet. And since then, you're on Twitter and Instagram. Yeah. Um, so was you that- have a you actually play a role in my social media journey. Oh, I didn't. So Seth would like do everything for me, like everything. And so I didn't know how to like check messages and I didn't know how to follow people and I didn't know how to do that. And then when we saw each other at Sundance and you were like, thanks for not following me for hours or something. You just said something like playful. It was just totally playful. Right. And then I like walked away and I was like, oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Like I have to pay attention to following the people that I love. Like, oh, I feel yeah. God. My takeaway is not that I educated you, is that I'm an asshole. No. <laughs> so self-conscious. No, no, not at all. Yes, no. there's etiquette, Bryce. My God. Right. There's Follow these backs. social media yeah. rules it- that I yeah, that just are like go away over my head. But it it's so interesting because I did. I I like I joined social media and two weeks later I got the treatment for Black Mirror. Yeah. And it's it's I mean, I just I like that I have that as as something that I can show my kids before they join social media. Seriously, a cautionary tale. Yes, yes, absolutely. <laughs> That'll happen like next week. I know your kids are pretty young, but it's know, it's man. scary. I mean, yeah, my son is he's turning ten soon. And oh wow! It's it hasn't. Realize, yeah. It it's not happening yet. Not even close. Yeah. But um, but it is. It's like every generation deals with something new and major with the younger generation that like you just can't kind of wrap your head around yeah and um and you know here we are with this you're listening to happy sad confused we'll be right back after this Well, as I said, um, you got a, a SAG nomination. Congratulations on that. That's got to be an exciting, fun surprise to yes. get that. Yes. You, uh, I'm curious, it brings to mind your uh, awards history. Where do you keep your MTV Movie Award for Best Fight um, for Eclipse? Oh, it's it's actually it, – it's, it's, it's just been busted out and it is oh, really? on – it's on my bookshelf. Seriously? It seriously is because I was like, enough is enough with all these boxes. I need to go through them. <laughs> I moved to a place like three years ago, and I did, and and I put them up. But I feel that one I I'm very proud of in particular because it's really fun. Was that the is that the fight that ends with you being beheaded, or no? Did you? Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. That's you know yeah. like that's like such a like you just know you know how there are those things like you just you can feel an actor just like going for an award you're just like I just know <laughs> that this if is I didn't go for every time is. that Daniel Day Lewis got beheaded in a film just yeah. to get an Oscar yeah I'm like if I can just <laughs> if we can just like do this beheading thing I know it's in the book I know it has to happen but I'm thinking I'm thinking that um, we might be eligible. <laughs> For best fight at the MTV Movie Awards, <laughs> you, uh, it's interesting because that film, and yeah, you, you know, you've had a couple different strange circumstances where you've replaced actors, right, yes, for yeah. a ver- variety of reasons, a recasting, whether what, mm-hmm, whatever. Mm-hmm. Was that the oddest? I mean, of those circumstances, was there one that felt a little bit clunky or weird, or have they been kind of natural transitions? Is that always tough to kind of like? I think I think everything 
It's because that kind of stuff happens so often simply because of scheduling. Just in your case, we heard at least for some reason we heard about it a little more. Well, but that one was was that one was unsettling. That's right. Because she she had a thing with the studio, something bad. It was. Yeah, it was it was it it was something that that I yeah, that was was kind of it wasn't going to work out. Yes. And there was certainty around that. But it I can swear. Yeah. It was like a sh- it's like the whole thing just felt really shitty. Yeah. So, you know, I mean it, it it's it was just yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a, I mean that one and like I felt like in my own weird way in the eye of the the twilight storm myself at MTV at the time and like everything to do with that franchise was so heightened. Yeah. And it felt like it was the end of the world at the beginning. It just like, no matter what controversy, even if it was a small one, felt like it was the, it was, it was, we're talking about teenage girls for the yes, most part. And yes, so absolutely. everything felt like it was on steroids. Yeah. 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 Or at least we could admit that, 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 yes. like, that we did because it is, it's, things feel so high stakes all the time. Like, yeah. it, it's like making movies for whatever reason. I mean, this is why. This is why sometimes like really dangerous things can happen on set. It it's like it feels so high stakes yeah. that everyone is like, you know, like we'll do anything to make it work and and, and, and you forget like, wait, I shouldn't be doing that. Yeah, <laughs> You're like, in a bubble just, of yeah, like yeah. Exactly, exactly. And so I think the fre- like the sort of the the energy around Twilight was it was like we were able to admit to it, but it's like every movie there's that there's that kind of like weird sort of like pressure where you're just like this has got to work you know and um and so yeah and that one it was just it was just you could there there was it was more vocal yeah it was louder did and was speaking of which like like your memories of spider-man at this point because i know you 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 like you were beaten up on that one too physically right gosh and i was freaking pregnant and i (laughs) did not know it that's crazy actually i saw i like signed a picture today going into into um um, a, a show this morning, and it was me hanging as Gwen Stacy um, from this like steel rod thing. And I looked down, and I'm just like, "Girl, you're showing! Like, what? You didn't know? This is insane!" Thank God, though, because I really would not have known what to do. That's a perfect. That's a perfect example. Yeah. It's it's like. I, I had all these stunts, crazy stunts, stunts where I'm, I, I it's basically like bungee jumping, like, right. you know, we're three stories up in, in, in the air and I need to fall and get caught. And it was, I mean, there's, there was a free fall that I was doing and just with the harness and everything, like that's not what you want to do to a woman early in pregnancy. <laughs> and, um, and I do not know what I would have done. I mean, I would, I like, I mean, I would have had to have just. Oh, yeah, it would have been a tough circumstance it's a, for everybody. It's a, yeah. it's a tough circumstance, and um, and so uh, yeah. So I'm glad I didn't know in a way. W- was there? I'm glad everything was okay. Everything goodness. worked out. Okay. Oh gosh. So w- were there plans for? Did you know what the plans were for your character in the next one? Like, do you know? Like, were you going to go? Like, were you going to get killed, a, a la poor Emma in the? No, 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 no. There wasn't, there wasn't a, I mean, there were conversations about a next one, not like, not to a serious degree, but, but it was, it was like, you know, we, 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 we intend to continue doing this and all of that. But nothing specific. Yeah, it wasn't specific and, and, um, and it wasn't, 
Yeah, it it wasn't real in the sense that there was really a story, as gotcha. far as I was aware. Okay. And um, and so there, I didn't have like the the Gwen Stacy that that I was prepared to play and all of that. Like that was, if that needed to just be the beginning, middle, and end of that, like I was I was good with that. Gotcha. Did um so uh, a couple other things we haven't covered in, in our past conversations. So it, it's, it's occurred to me in talking to you and your fellow co-stars from a particular film that there's a crazy bond from the help. Help, yeah. yeah. What happened? Do you all like kill somebody and hide a body? I like know. The, I've noted, like it's it's Emma, it's Chris Lowell, it's Octavia, yes, yes. it's Chastain, yeah, yeah, it's you. Yeah, it, yeah. It's like every, you all love each other to a degree that's sickening. Yeah, yeah. But, like I saw. Carly yesterday and I was like about to like holler at her from the Raptors and she was doing a live show. <laughs> and then I was like, why would I need to do that? I hung out with her last week. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so was that uh, clearly it was a unique experience, something about what, what like how can you characterize what happened there I, that was a little what different? What I, Viola and I were actually talking about this last week. Um, we, if, if, if all of us were in high school together, we all would have been friends. Right. We just, we just would have. Um, not just because we're all theater geeks. Like, we we just, like, there was something about that group and that circumstance. And, and just we have each other's back yeah. in a major way. And we just love each other like crazy. And we're, and, and, and we also, this, making this movie, I mean, we were in, we were in Greenwood, Mississippi. And we were spending a lot of time together. And we were all asked to gain some weight. So we were having a lot of meals. <laughs> and um, and I, I, I think that, I mean, I don't know. It yeah. just, it was, it was, it was like, it was like summer camp, mm-hmm. you know? And, and there are some years of summer camp where you just meet a few soulmates. Right. And in this case, it happened to be like six or seven or eight uh, incredible women. Are we any closer to the uh, inevitable Bryce Dallas Howard, Jessica Chastain joint like what, what do we do with this I, mean, I know I want to do a sketch with you guys at some point when you're in the same city yeah but, yeah but but yeah. We, but you guys need to do something together clearly I mean it, it's it's uh I I was yesterday I was I was walking past I was in Astor Place in New York and um right down the street there's a star pl- Starbucks in Astor Place and right down the street was where I was going to school when I was when I was at NYU and um um it, I, I realized, and I taped like a silly little video for a second, at that Starbucks in the year 2000, so 17 years ago, when Jess was a student at Juilliard and I was a student at NYU, that, at that Starbucks, that was the first time I was ever mistaken for Jess. Because someone came amazing. up to me and they were like, Jess, <laughs> Jess. And I turned and they were like, whoa, you look exactly like my friend, Jessica Chastain. That's crazy. And I, I mean, at the time, I remember them saying, I remember Jess. Yeah. And... Um, and they, um, there was a there was a theater uh, program that she would participate in, um, like summer stock, uh, and that was the next time that I had a bunch of friends who went to that, and they came back and they were just like, "If your dad wasn't so clean cut, <laughs> <laughs> I have suspicions." Yeah, yeah. So, so it has it's been funny. happening for a long time, and um, I just need to monetize this. That's all I'm saying. No, we we totally we were like, oh, we should figure out like a sister situation. <laughs> that would be so fun. Uh, belated congrats on a film that maybe didn't do the box office it should have, but Pete's Dragon's a great. 
film that I I know a lot of people love. It ended up on some top 10 lists I saw, and I think it's one that's going to stand the test of time regardless of box office and all that kind of thing. Thank you. So do you, at this point, do you get, like, bothered if something does it? Like, if you love it and it doesn't get the box office or whatever critical praise – you get, or have you been around the block enough where you're like, eh, whatever, so. it's all yeah, good. Yeah, no, definitely doesn't. It, it used to actually confuse my dad. Like it kind of early on when I was working, he was like, why? Like I remember my mom would always say to me that she's like, yeah, your dad is always like, Bryce Bryce is just, it's 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 sort of, she's the same if it's a hit as if, <laughs> as if it's sort of something that, that doesn't quite meet expectations. And um, I think I've seen... Yeah, you know, I mean, I've seen I, I've seen my dad go through it. Sure. And when you're the director, it's it's far more personal because you're responsible for a lot of the choices, or at least you seem to be responsible. Sure. You know, um, I always joke where I'm like, movies are never a person's best; they're always their their best given the circumstances. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, given the compromises that need to happen. But so I think I think as a I don't know. It, if and when I direct a feature and it comes out and however however that that unfolds, I, I think I, I would take it more personally because it would sort of – it would make me – like I would feel like maybe I could like fix it or do sure. something different or whatever or, or, or try to replicate it again. Or, yep. You know, I think I would be much more of a critical thinker in that way. But – as an actor, it's like you you finish your job and you really need to you really need to let it go, like it could drive you crazy otherwise. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, someone else is then the storyteller at that point. Um, I, so, yeah, I have a pitch for you based on our past conversations and speaking of your dad. I feel like um, uh, we both love your dad's film Willow, of course. Um, I feel like the sequel to Willow, it, you should be the grown up Aurora. Dan, you're, you're, what, what about that? What if we actually did that? So I was going to mention Willow as an example of like my experience is whether or not it movies that like when Willow came out. Right. It didn't. It wasn't the big thing that everyone, yeah. everyone expected it to be the next Star Wars. At yeah, the time, yeah, 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 exactly. So that was kind of a kind of a, you know, sort of a sort of a. Yeah, it wasn't the next Star Wars. Right. Was it? A, it was a dark time in the. Power <laughs> it was. I think no it was one okay. speak of Willow. Right. I think I. I think he was mostly overwhelmed by the fact that it was me at six, two, my two sisters at two, and my brother was born the day before shooting. Oh, my God. And so a lot it, going on. it was like, if we can just get through this. Um, <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, since then, I mean, so many, so many folks, like, mention Willow and all this kind of stuff. And so it's, it's sort of, you have to, you have to, like, there are so many different kinds of stories. There are so many ways in which stories can be viewed today. It's... As long as you take a really good whack at something, yeah. I think you can you can walk away with your head held high, yeah. and um, and especially if it's a movie that you're really or a story that you're really proud of, and it just you know financially sure. But also honestly, honestly, like I think movies are priced differently because there should be different expectations, and and um, there were. Uh, Meaning, like when, when you're making like a based on the budget, like this, like Pete's Dragon has to make three hundred million dollars to be a success, that kind of a thing. Well, or, do you it's, mean it's or, like, or or the opposite. Yeah. Like what I'm saying is that 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 film was was made um, was made in a fiscally responsible manner. Oh, got it. The other way. So okay. it actually yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it did oh, good, do good. really well. Nice. Financially, because it's because that's how movies 
should be. Yeah. You, you like scalable. Well, so it's, it's funny. It's like a, a smart guy in the business. I think is someone like like Seth Rogen. I've talked to about yeah. this. Like he's so he. I think after Green Hornet, which was like his like very expensive movie. It also was his biggest hit, by the way, despite it's critical lambasting, yeah. whatever. But like he and Evan Goldberg, they make like, you know, 20, $25 million movies because they know that is fiscally responsible and they can always kind of return a profit on that. Yes. And they have, they can, if they can accept the limitations of that and, you know, boo-hoo, you only get $25 million to make a movie, you can still be creative within that, that yeah. framework. Um, that's a good bargain to make. Yeah, absolutely. And, and I think sometimes like when I'll never forget, there was a when I was when I was in high school, there was a Sunday New York Times article in the arts and leisure section about Titanic. And it was before Titanic came out. Sure. And it was it was basically the article was was saying, you know, it was talking about Waterworld and right. it was saying, you know, how much is too much and this is excessive. And 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 the movie went on to be very, very successful. And if it hadn't, it would have been a different story. But I, I remember at that time looking at those numbers and thinking, like, certainly there's another way to do this. You know, <laughs> it's too much pressure sure. for one film. And um, and I think that that that's what's exciting about, you know, doing a project that's on Netflix or sure. doing something. Like, there's so many different – like, on television, there's so many different ways of telling stories and and – for uh, like my dad refers to a majority of the time of his career, kind of like the '90s and all of that, as like the gravy train. Yes. And I think when the gravy train was happening, people people stopped paying as much attention to the stories and started paying more attention to the money, and watching the money. Yeah. And that became a hobby unto itself. And I think that like this is we're 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 in a time and we're entering a time still where we can be a little bit more discerning about the projects where we where we are meant to watch the money and the projects in which it right. really is it's it's not that it's not about that but it's been made in a way where where it doesn't need to be number yeah. one at the box office, you know, five weeks in a row. Well, I think of a mutual acquaintance of both of ours, like M. Night Shyamalan, who's doing great now, and I've yeah. seen his new movie, and it's really good. Oh, my gosh. How, yeah, I was going to say, I'm going to see him tonight. It's really good. Yeah, yeah uh, we should – I'm not going to spoil it for you, but there's yeah. some amazing things in it. Um, but but yeah, I'm so happy for him and that like he's kind of like reclaimed his reputation or whatever. And I feel like people gave him a, a tough thing for, again, like, you know, operating, you know, a last airbender, that pressure of what it has to be. And, and he's kind of like still able to be true to himself with, with smaller budgets and, yes. and, yeah. and, and operate on a, a fantastic level. Yeah, that's exactly it. It's like there's, there's a lot of flexibility these days yeah. and there's a lot of um, – um, there's a lot of ways, a lot of paths up the mountain in terms of telling stories. And, um, and so, yeah, I'm glad to, to get to, like, as an actor, you get to dabble with all different kinds of things. And then, yeah. and then producerally or as a director, like, it's, it's great to sort of steal, s steal the, the sort of the, the, the flexibility that I, that I feel I can have as, as an actor. And if I can apply that to directing or producing and sort of be like, well, you know, some things... Some things work, some things don't, sure. and then um, then maybe I will actually make a movie instead of being so damn precious about it. Well, I was going to say that on the, this final note before I let you go. I mean, we we've talked about directing in the past. You've directed some great shorts that we've talked about. Um, is there one project that you're you're kind of have in mind that you want to direct, or are you kind of just open to what comes your way? Or are you seeking it's, out stuff, or what's it's it's like it's I definitely want to do it for sure. I mean. 
I, I don't know what the future holds, but I, I'll even go so far as to say I will do it. You know, I yeah. mean, like it's like directing has been a huge part of my life the last 10 years. Um, um, I, I think that, I mean, I think it's just, I, I'm, I'm, I'm always looking, I'm always reading. I haven't landed on it yet, but there's a, a last year, um, I optioned a book, um, called the Swans of Fifth Avenue by Melanie Benjamin. And, um, and I optioned it with Brett Ratner's company, Rat Pack. Mm-hmm. And, um, we're just, we have a writer and, and, and we're just kind of getting into this process now where, where, um, where it's, you know, hopefully going to come to fruition. And, um, and I'm really, I'm really excited about that. And I'm really excited to, to like, it, it's the idea is that it would be a mini series and, oh, cool. and to, I've been obsessed with these women. I've been obsessed with this subject matter and whether or not I'm like what, whatever specific role I play God, behind the camera. And the producing or whatever, but you're yeah, I'm ex- yeah, I'm very excited about that. And in a way I feel like that might be because it, like a directing you have to you have to really commit over a year of your life closer to 2 years. Sure. And with acting it's like I love acting so much as well. So I think that that's going to maybe if, if that all works out hit hit sort of like a great sweet spot and um and maybe sort of like open a door to yeah. to to what might be ahead a little bit. Well you have the, the good tough predicament of still having some some great opportunities at your feet oh and, and and some cool stuff coming up and uh and not wanting to set those aside for directing. Directing will, will always be there, as you said. So like, you know, figure it out. You'll be a director, obviously. I mean that seems like a no brainer that you're gonna try it out at least. Well, you know, it's like it's it's so I I really I f- I, I I feel for directors because I was doing the math of like, you know, yeah, it takes like two years. And that's if you're that's like if you're really yeah, yeah, yeah. like really kind of prolific. Um, and that's like that's not enough. It's like not enough stories. It's not it's. And I need immediate gratification. I need a little more. Yeah. Like. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And and um, and so. So, yeah, I really do want to keep keep acting going because I I I, I like I like having sort of like a like a a volume of experiences, sure. and um, and so hopefully you're, you're one greedy. day there's a You're a greedy, greedy lady. Just a Bryce greedy Dome. little monkey, you know. I just <laughs> want it all for That's myself. That's your new nickname. Forget baby showbiz. <laughs> the greedy little monkey. That greedy is greedy little monkey. My mom did. My, my we had we had a um we had two pet monkeys. Oh my god! When I was growing up, when I was really young, because my mom was she rescued. Um, she rescued a monkey, and she was on a list at uh, at at actually a, um, a zoo that if there was ever a monkey that needed to be kind of like nursed back to health that they couldn't care for, wow. that monkey would go to my mom. So I didn't um, know such lists existed. The, se- I know. the secret monkey list. I know that, secret uh, monkey <laughs> list. It's it's amazing. Um, uh, so so yeah. So my mom's like first children basically were were monkeys <laughs> that she would be rehabilitating, and um, uh. Yeah, so she does actually refer to us as her little monkeys. Oh, very yeah. sweet. Sweet <laughs> note to end on with uh, <laughs> lovely Bryce Dallas Howard. Congratulations on the new film. Gold uh, opens next week uh, with Bryce, Matthew McConaughey, Edgar Ramirez, Stephen Gagan, a great writer-director at the helm. Uh, check it out, and uh, we'll see you on the next one, Bryce. Thanks for coming by. Thank you. We didn't do the hat full of questions because you drained them last time. You did every question in oh, the Oh, yeah. I remember we sat there and just like – we just. I had to retire it. it, basically. Yeah, I know. So thanks know. for that. I'm like – I'm – I'm a um, 
I'm I'm a person. I'm like a like a golden retriever where I won't stop something. Like it, you know how, right. how a golden retriever you could like throw a ball and like right. they'll catch the ball until they die. <laughs> like if you just keep throwing it, like that's like me. Like if you just keep saying like go, keep going, keep answering another question, like I'll just go. Yeah, we're not gonna do that. I'm yes. gonna definitively end this podcast now. You can't continue it. Done. And so ends another edition of Happy, Sad, Confused. Remember to review, rate, and subscribe to this show on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm a big podcast person. I'm Daisy Ridley, and I definitely wasn't pressured to do this by Josh. (laughs) This episode of Happy, Sad, Confused was produced by Michael Catano, James T. Green, Mukta Mohan, and Kasia Mihailovic for the MTV Podcast Network, with additional engineering by Little Everywhere. You can subscribe to this and all of our other shows on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, Spotify, or wherever else you find your favorite podcasts. The share it with a friend deal, even if that friend is yourself. Your McDonald's, your rules. Live your best morning with BOGO breakfast sandwiches only on the McDonald's app. Now buy one bacon, egg, and cheese McGriddles or sausage, egg, and cheese McGriddles and get a second one free. Valid for item of equal or lesser value. Limited time only at participating McDonald's. Valid one per day. Excludes one, two, three dollar menu. Visit McDonald's app for details. Download and registration required. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.